Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, November 3rd. U.S. equities extended yesterday's sharp drop that followed the Federal Reserve's fourth straight 75 basis point rate hike and some hawkish comments. As a result of the Fed's monetary policy decision, Treasury yields and the U.S. dollar climbed noticeably higher. The Fed's rate hike was trailed by today's announcement from the Bank of England to hike its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points, though it tried to suppress expectations of future aggressiveness of that magnitude. U.S. dollar's rally came as the British pound fell, along with a euro, as the markets digested the monetary policy actions and comments. Crude oil prices fell, and gold traded lower. In economic news, jobless claims dipped. The trade balance widened more than expected. Third quarter productivity rebounded less than forecasted, and labor costs moderated more than projected. Additionally, factory orders figures were mixed, along with October reads on services sector output. Earnings season continues to roll on, with Qualcomm cutting its guidance, though eBay topped estimates and issued a positive outlook. Moreover, booking holdings topped expectations, and Marriott decreased despite exceeding profit projections. Asian stocks declined, though markets in Japan were closed for a holiday, and European stocks were mostly lower as the markets digested the decisions from the Fed and Bank of England. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 147 points, or 0.5%, to 32,001. The S&P 500 Index decreased 40 points, or 1.1%, to 3,720. And the Nasdaq Composite fell 182 points, or 1.7%, to 10,343. In moderate volume, 4.6 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil went down $1.83 to $88.17 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $16.20 to $1,633.80 per ounce, and the dollar index soared 1.6% to 112.94. In equity news on Thursday, Qualcomm Incorporated, ticker symbol QCOM, reported adjusted fiscal fourth quarter earnings per share of $3.13, in line with the facts and estimate, as revenues rose 22% year-over-year to $11.4 billion, topping the street's forecast of $11.3 billion. Qualcomm issued first quarter guidance that came in well below expectations, noting uncertainty caused by the macroeconomic environment. The company said its updated guidance comes amid the rapid deterioration in demand and easing supply constraints across the semiconductor industry, which resulted in elevated channel inventory, and due to these elevated levels, its largest customers are now drawing down their inventory, negatively impacting its earnings outlook. Shares fell eBay, ticker symbol EBAY, posted adjusted third quarter earnings per share of a dollar above the forecasted 93 cents, with revenues declining 5% year-over-year to $2.4 billion, exceeding the projected $2.3 billion. eBay said despite a challenging macroeconomic environment and made significant progress against its long-term objectives and exceeded expectations for all of its key business metrics. The 
company raised its full-year earnings per share guidance and narrowed its revenue outlook with a midpoint above expectations. Shares were higher. Booking Holdings, ticker symbol BKNG, announced adjusted third-quarter earnings of $53.03 per share, above the expected $49.52, as revenues rose 29% year-over-year to $6.1 billion, north of the forecasted $5.9 billion. The online travel agency's gross bookings came in well above estimates, and it said it saw an improvement in room-night trends, despite the rising concern around the macroeconomic environment. Booking Holdings added that it is encouraged by the slight improvement in room night growth it has seen in October and by the level of bookings for travel in early 2023. Shares traded to the upside. Marriott International, ticker symbol MAR, reported adjusted third quarter earnings per share of $1.69, just above the forecasted $1.68 with revenues rising 35% year-over-year to $5.3 billion, roughly in line with estimates. The company said leisure transient demand remained very robust and group revenue per available room, or RevPAR, more than fully recovered to 2019 levels in the third quarter, while business transient demand, though still lagging in recovery, continued to improve. Marriott International issued fourth-quarter earnings guidance with a midpoint above expectations. Shares were lower despite the results, as some analysts expressed concerns regarding the company's decelerating net unit growth per Bloomberg. Stocks have fallen this week after posting three weekly gains out of four to cap off a strong October performance, with bond yields and the U.S. dollar jumping on the heels of the Fed's fourth straight 75 basis point rate hike. Elevated Treasury yields and the U.S. dollar have added to global economic pressure and threatened corporate profits, as discussed in the latest Schwab market perspective titled No Stopping the Fed. Meanwhile, as third quarter earnings season has shifted into high gear of the 398 S&P 500 companies that have reported results thus far, about 57% have topped revenue expectations and roughly 70% have bested profit projections. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, discusses in her latest article, Disappearing Act Earnings, how earnings weakness is starting to materialize across a broader swath of industries with hits coming from a strong dollar, weaker demand, and aggressive monetary policy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Additionally, Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, notes in his article titled The End of Earnings Growth, how the earnings outlook is dimming as the economy slows, which could result in cuts to earnings forecasts and downside for stocks. However, Jeff points out that UK earnings have been a surprising outperformer. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop, and you can read all of our market commentary on our insights and education page. And you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, the Institute for Supply Management, or ISM, services index for October showed a larger than expected slowdown for the key services sector. The index declined to 54.4 compared to the Bloomberg consensus estimate of 55.3 and versus September's 56.7 reading. The index remained in expansion territory as shown by a reading above 50. 
New orders and business activity both fell, but both remained in expansion territory, while employment dropped into contraction territory. Prices accelerated and remained elevated at 70.7. The ISM said supplier deliveries continued to slow at a faster rate in October, while survey respondents said growth rates and business levels have cooled. The ISM also noted that, quote, there are still challenges in hiring qualified workers and due to uncertainty regarding economic conditions, some companies are holding off on backfilling open positions. Supply chain and logistical issues persist but are not as encumbering as they were earlier in the year, end quote. The final read on the S&P Global U.S. Services PMI Index for October was revised to a less severe contraction with a reading below 50 for the key U.S. sector than initially forecasted. The index was adjusted to 47.8 versus expectations to be unrevised at the preliminary 46.6 reading. Despite the upward revision, the services PMI was below September's 49.3 level. Weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 217,000 for the week ended October 29th, below estimates of 220,000, and the prior week's upwardly revised 218,000 level. The four-week moving average dipped by 500 to 218,750, and continuing claims for the week ended October 22nd rose by 47,000 to 1,485,000, north of estimates of 1,450,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims increased by 30,000 to 1,417,500. The trade balance showed that the September deficit widened more than expected, increasing to $73.3 billion from August's positively revised deficit of $65.7 billion and compared to forecasts of an increase to $72.2 billion. Exports fell 1.1% month-over-month and imports increased 1.5%. Preliminary third-quarter non-farm productivity grew by 0.3% on an annualized basis, south of expectations of a 0.5% increase, and following the unrevised 4.1% drop seen in the second quarter. labor costs were up by 3.5%, below forecasts of a 4% rise. The figure decreased sharply from the second quarter's downwardly adjusted 8.9% increase in labor costs. Factory orders for September rose 0.3% month-over-month, matching forecasts, and versus the prior month's upwardly revised 0.2% gain. Durable goods orders, preliminarily reported last week, remained at the previously reported 0.4% month-over-month increase for September, as expected, and excluding transportation orders were also unadjusted at a 0.5% decline in line with forecasts. As well, September's final read on non-defense capital goods orders, excluding aircraft, considered a proxy for capital spending, was positively adjusted to a 0.4% month-over-month decrease from a 0.7% decline in the preliminary reading. Treasury yields rose solidly as the yield on the two-year note soared 17 basis points to 4.72%, the yield on the 10-year note climbed 10 basis points to 4.16%, and the 30-year bond rate advanced 5 basis points to 4.17%. The U.S. dollar also rallied. 
The markets are continuing to digest yesterday's monetary policy decision from the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, which delivered a fourth straight 75 basis point rate hike and suggested the central bank will likely remain aggressive in tightening monetary policy. The FOMC decision is discussed by Schwab's director and fixed income strategist Colin Martin, CFA, in his commentary titled, Fed Hikes Aggressively Signals More Hikes to Come. Colin provides a look at how stocks slid and Treasury yields rose, as comments by Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell suggested the peak Fed funds rate may be higher than initially expected. Elevated bond yields and the U.S. dollar have fostered volatility in the markets, with the Fed leading a global monetary policy tightening charge. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses this in her article titled, Markets to Fed, Slow Down, You Move Too Fast, and how, if these trends continue, the Fed may end up slowing its pace of tightening, but not stopping it. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. Tomorrow, investors will get a look at the highly anticipated October labor report. Non-farm payrolls are expected to add 195,000 jobs from September's 263,000 jobs gain. Private sector payrolls, on the other hand, is projected to show a growth of 200,000 additional jobs versus last month's 288,000 gain. The unemployment rate is estimated to rise to 3.6% from September's 3.5% reading, and average hourly earnings are forecasted to match the prior month's 0.3% month-over-month rise, but decline to a 4.7% year-over-year growth rate from September's 5% gain. In international news on Thursday, the stocks in Europe were mostly lower as investors focused on yesterday's monetary policy decision from the Fed in the U.S., which delivered a 75 basis point rate hike for the fourth time. Also, the markets reacted to today's decision from the Bank of England to raise its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points, the biggest increase in over three decades, but stressed that future rate hikes may not be of that magnitude. The British pound tumbled following the decision and as the U.S. dollar rallied. The euro also saw pressure versus the greenback, while bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. traded higher. The Fed and Bank of England's decisions came after last week's move by the European Central Bank to raise its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for a second time. In other economic news, S&P Global's U.K. services PMI was revised higher, but remained in contraction territory for October. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his latest article titled Revenge of the Markets, how markets can have more sway over policymakers than vice versa, as demonstrated in the UK recently, as the UK announced a new prime minister last week after its former leader resigned following a failed tax-cutting plan that rocked the financial markets, particularly bonds and currencies. Jeff offers three ideas for what markets may compel other policymakers to do next. Mounting inflation worries have also added to the market uneasiness and pushed the monetary policy tightening on both sides of the pond, while being exacerbated by the persistent energy crisis in the region due to the continued war in Ukraine. The UK FTSE 100 index was up 0.6%, while France's CAC 40 index decreased 0.5%, 
Italy's FTSE MIB index declined 0.4%. Germany's DAX index fell 1%. Spain's IBEX 35 index dropped 1.3%. And Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 0.9% lower. Stocks in Asia finished lower as Hong Kong stocks fell sharply with the markets digesting yesterday's fourth straight 75 basis point rate hike from the Fed in the U.S. and signal that more rate hikes are likely to come. Chinese stocks also declined as the government pushed back on lingering rumors of a potential end to China's zero-COVID strategy. The speculation surrounding China's potential end to its policies sparked a great deal of interest as the country continues to try to stabilize its economy that has been hampered by COVID-induced lockdowns. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his article titled China Q&A Top 5 Questions, discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. Markets in Japan were closed for a holiday. The market uneasiness following the Fed's rate hike comes on the heels of this week's decision by the Reserve Bank of Australia to raise interest rates by 25 basis points for a second straight meeting and preceded today's decision out of the UK with expectations of an aggressive rate hike as well. Aggressive monetary policies outside Japan and China have led to volatility in the bond and currency markets to add to the choppiness in the markets. In economic news, China's October services PMI, as reported by Cakeson, showed output contracted more than expected, while Australia's September export growth rose more than anticipated. The Hong Kong Hang Seng Index fell 3.1%, and China's Shanghai Composite Index declined 0.2%. South Korea's Kospi Index traded 0.3% lower. Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index dropped 1.8% and China's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index dipped 0.1%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will include Japan's PMI, Australia's retail sales, as well as the Reserve Bank of Australia's statement regarding their monetary policy decision. We will also get a host of PMI reports out of Europe, including data from Spain, Italy, France, Germany, the UK, and the Eurozone. Additionally, reads on Germany's factory orders will be introduced, along with Spain's industrial production and output, and Eurozone's producer price index, or PPI, and labor and production data out of France.